Okay. All right. Is that Welcome, me? people, to the first <laughs> podcast of many that may come up. Uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck, huh? Good luck. That's all I got to say. Man, okay. <laughs> so we haven't have came up with an official name yet, but we'll we'll figure it out as we go. Yes. Um, man, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Let's just give a little preview. So, uh, like Jamie said, we're going to think of a name, but basically this is just going to be kind of like a kind of like a hangout talk type of thing to where mm-hmm. you'll just hear us talk about whatever whatever topics come up, uh, whether that be literally anything from random from like school stories, uh, random, you know, stories that happen in, you know, the childhood, it, literally anything that can, that just right. happened, we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's start with this. So uh, Jesse and I, we are, we have a background in martial arts, right? So yeah. I mm-hmm. think it'd be fun to start with some, um, some martial arts, some training stories. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got a bunch, man. <laughs> what, what, you want to start? What do you got? Um, well, I would say let's just start with the background first, just so people know where we're coming from. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be the least interesting because Jamie got more up, up, up on his hand than me. Uh, but I started training uh, Muay Thai back at the age of 18, right after I graduated high school because I just needed something to do. Um, so from there, um, years go on. I've been with, you know, the gym we're at right now for about what, seven years now total, yeah. but I've been as a coach for four. Yeah. Around there. Crazy stuff, man. Throughout all those years, just even as a student up to, you know, everything right. else. Um, and I'm still there for now, but I've got some stories, man. But first let's hear Jamie's background because that's going to be more interesting. <laughs> and then we'll go back to some stories. Uh, yeah. So I started training when I, <clears throat> since I was about 14, kind of with a family friend, kind of in the backyard. We actually used to uh, get our punching bag. We'd throw it over the fence of our local I remember yeah, the story. Our local, um, <laughs> junior, junior, junior high. We'd hop the fence, chain the punching bag up onto a tree, and we'd train there. I was doing that for a while. We moved into a um, backyard gym after, you know, a few years. And now I'm, I'm at the current gym now for about, shoot, six years or so. Been a while. Yeah, yeah. Been a while. Um, professional fighter. I only had two two pro fights. Want to get back into it, but we'll see. Um, yeah, that's kind of a quick little synopsis. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, both of us are coaches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we've had our fair share of you know dealing with students, uh, dealing with fighters as well. Um, you know, I want to say if we got into like more of like the fight stuff. Um, I personally wasn't too much of a fighter per se. Uh, I did compete a couple, uh, in a couple bouts, a couple fights, but it wasn't my, my cup of tea really. I was more on the coaching side, which is fine with me. At least I got a chance to, you know, do some, some fights just to get the the notion of it. I want to say the craziest story I have, and you've heard this one before. I'm not going to say any names or which event (laughs) because I don't want to, you know, do anything of that but it was i believe my second my second fight yeah yeah my second fight it was um in elk grove and then it was when this organization was kind of just starting up and <clears throat> so i got there like waiting all right cool so, you know second fight um i was excited and you know they did like was it three four men brackets or something like that and so i weighed in and i got my bracket 
and the bracket said there's only three people in my weight class. Mm. All right, so it was two other people and then me. And so when I checked, I got the buy for the first round, meaning I'll go into the quote unquote championship because the other two would would go, and then I would just face the winner, and then there'd be a winner from there. It was about like the second or third fight that they had. I went to go check the um, the roster real quick, and I was like. Okay, I just want to go see if like something came up mm. or not. Turns out somebody signed up in my weight class that I'm supposed to go up against. They're on fight three. I was fight five or six at the time. And I'm like, oh, damn. Oh, shit. I got to get ready. So I'm scrambling mm-hmm. around, you know, putting my hand wraps on. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm not even warmed up at this point. Um, I was warming up on deck. So like I was like on the side of the ring getting ready for my bout <laughs> or the mats. <laughs> right. And I was shadow boxing right there. I was like, what the hell? So I didn't realize this until <laughs> after, the, after the fight. Um, so during the time, you know, I got to see my opponent and we're there, you know, touching gloves, referees doing what he needs to do. I'm looking up at this fool. <laughs> I'm looking up, right? I think I was five. I'm like five, five, five. I was like five, six at the time, five, seven. I don't, I don't know my real height right now. Uh, but I can guarantee that guy was about, Five ten. I had to look up at this for five eleven. No, no, like five ten. I want to say. But here's the thing: homeboy was way bigger mm-hmm. than me, and I didn't realize this until after everything, because I was just so focused on just getting in, getting ready. That I didn't notice how big he actually was. So um, I was like, "Damn, this boy hits hard." I was like, "What the hell's going on?" And it didn't even register in my mind still that oh, he's hell big. <laughs> so. He caught me with a big left kick mm-hmm. to, like, my rib area, right? And he caught my liver pretty bad. Like, he's a big boy. and I'll, I'll tell the weight after this. But he, when he kicked me, I was literally on the ground, hugging my side. <laughs> I was literally dying on the floor. You could, like, the way I was breathing, like, had literally everybody concerned in the whole room. Damn. Like, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, they thought I was going to die. I'm all here. <gasps> Yeah, those liver shots are I no joke. Breathe. Dude, it, yeah. It's, surprisingly, he didn't. He got me like part of my liver, but part of my back. Gotcha. So he didn't. He didn't like break my ribs or anything. Thank God, because I, oof, I literally would have died that day if that <laughs> happened. Because that shit would have punctured something. <laughs> so I look back at the video, and I was like, "Why is this dude hella big?" I was like, "Wait, that's not right." And this is like just. I'm not gonna put certain people in blame i will put some people at blame because this is just fucking stupid but he said he was like 138 supposedly Damn. right supposedly 138 mm-hmm. he said supposedly 138 but homeboy's like 510 right i don't see any people that are 510 130s unless they're really really cut right normally like people 510 are like what one at least 145 yeah, 150-ish so. yeah somewhere around there and he lied to me saying he was 158 or 138. I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I, just, I just took like the gnarliest kick of my life that traumatized me to this day. And that fight was like five, shoot, like five, five years ago almost. Yeah. And it still st- stick with me to that day. And I'm like, I was like, Mm-mm. I still competed after that. But I was like, Mm-mm, man, like the, that fucked me yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, man, body shots are a lot worse than, than getting hit in the head. I'd rather get hit in the head, you know. 
Oh yeah, easily. And I've, had, I've got yeah, my yeah, nose yeah, broken, sure. I had my orbital bone broken. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that mm-hmm. happen and get a good, solid, freaking body kick. That that is no no joke. Yeah, it sucked. Like it just made it worse because of like his weight, and I was like, right. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, if he was like somebody my size, it would probably wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah, I would have been on the ground, still kind of hugging my side, but I wouldn't like my life flashed before mm-hmm. my eyes <laughs> while I'm on the ground. So I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm about to die, man. I'm about to die. <laughs> yeah, so... I was so pissed after that day. To put it in perspective, you know, as as Jesse was saying, this guy's probably wa- walking around 140 or so, and Jesse's a sl- slim guy, so he walks around around, what, 130? Uh, back then, dude, I was like 115. Oh, wow. Yeah, back then I was 115. Okay, yeah, so... That goes yeah. to show you what what the weight difference is, and that's why we have weight classes, right? Yeah, it's weight classes are very crucial in mm-hmm. this type of exactly. sport because, you know, especially the nowadays. Because back in the days, weight class didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was like during the K, like the old K one days, if I remember correctly, like weight class didn't really matter. And you know, we majority of us have seen the videos of like the big old, bulky buff, not not buff dude, but he's just big and bulky versus like the the 150 you know right. in shape dude you know yeah. that that doesn't happen anymore no yeah but back day back then back when in, in back in japan they love those freak shows where they'll put you know like you said giant dudes with like i remember small dude oh man jerome LeBanner. he fought mm-hmm. he fought a thai guy jerome LeBanner. Mm-hmm. he was he probably walked around at a good 220 huge Fought a Thai guy. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Fought a Thai guy who walks around at maybe 170, mm-hmm. 180. That's still pretty big for a Thai guy. Yeah, though. it's huge, but this was like a, a huge weight gap. But um, Big weight gap. The Thai dude, and I apologize for the you know hardcore fans. I don't remember these, these names because these Thai names are crazy. But uh, <laughs> this Thai dude, <laughs> he actually started to walk down uh, Le Banner, right? He started to walk mm-hmm. him down with, with good body kicks. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just attacking the body with the kicks. They didn't attacking the legs. They didn't try to punch with them because obviously, a bigger, bigger guy. You don't really want to punch with them because they're gonna punch harder than you. So he kicked yeah. him, just breaking his arms down, breaking his legs down. And he eventually he won that fight, and it was pretty. You know, goes to show that to a certain extent, size doesn't matter if your skill level is up to par. But obviously, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, to a certain degree, if 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 skill levels are were the same, and one guy's bigger than the other, nine times out of mm-hmm. ten, the bigger guy's going to win. Oh, yeah, of course, because he's just got the size. So, yeah, size does play, play a factor. It just depends on certain things. So, like, I mean, you know, I'm I'm one of, like, the smallest guys out of us, you know, right. like one of the smallest guys. So, But I can still hang with some of the bigger dudes. Well, during sparring, of course, not, not necessarily during a fight, but at least during sparring, I can hang. But even during sparring time, I still have trouble hanging sometimes if – you know, they're way more muscular than me because I don't got that much muscle on me. But, you know, if they got more muscle on me, you know, even though we're same level and stuff, right. the, the other dude will still have an upper hand because I'll get tired faster. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Like, I would say, you know, skill-wise, I'm pretty up to par with, with a lot of the, the guys on fight team. But then some of them who are bigger than me, they will eventually wear me down from clinching. Yeah. Just or from just checking the kick, you know, a lot of power behind these kicks. Even if you check it, if you're as the smaller guy, you're taking that force, and then eventually, you know, you're gonna get worn down, and you're just gonna get tired of it. Yeah, you're gonna get tired eventually. Mm-hmm. In, in the later rounds, you'll, you know, 
in sparring, of course, we do a lot of rounds. So you're not going to last through that. In a fight, you might be able to last through that because of, you know, you have a limited amount of rounds. But in sparring, yeah, we kind of go all day. So that's kind of not fair to us smaller guys. Well, yeah, I could say the same, man. We we sparred a bunch of times, and I'm here like, fuck, man. I don't <laughs> want to go with Jamie right now. <laughs> I'm tired. Yep, oh, yep. Too much right now. <laughs> Even though, like, the weight difference between us isn't that bad. I think it's like, well, now it's not that bad. Like, before yeah. when I was when I was in shape, I was, like, walking around, what, 120-ish? Right. 122, just, like, just walking weight. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, I was like, I gotta go with Jamie. Like, this is gonna get exciting, but this is gonna be kind of tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, just you've been training what seven years total, at least. Yeah, yeah. So and then to go from training after three years of training to go right into coaching, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it was kind of tough at first because you know, yeah, I was just kind of thrown in there with the coaching type of thing at some points, like. I was like, oh shit, like this is this different. I'm like, wow, this this different, man. I was like, man, I gotta do with kids, I gotta do with like some like adults and stuff. Fuck, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. It is it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It is different. You gotta change kind of how you, you know, approach things from, from kids to adults to teenagers and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't realize that at first. I was like, okay, everybody's different. I was still young at this point too. Mm-hmm. And I was just starting out, so I had no clue like you know, the real ins and outs of, like, coaching, right? Like, different age groups. Right. Yeah. To go back to the, you know, fighting and the weight classes, I remember on one of, oh, I forget what, my fourth fourth or fifth amateur fight. I don't remember. Um, was I there for that one? I don't think I was no. coaching at those ones. No, you Yeah, weren't. that might have been too early. This was way, yeah. yeah, way back. I was, way before. Yeah, I was probably... 19 20 or something like that at the time oh yeah this is yeah this is way before yeah way 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 back then um i forget the the weight was supposed to be at 137 was the mm-hmm. contracted weight because i was walking around at like 135 i was literally drinking water and gatorade at the weigh-ins eating eating um snacks and all that kind of stuff <laughs> You know what I mean? Because I was walking around like 135 on a good day. Yeah, so you were you'd be good. Yeah, yeah. you'd be good. And then um, so the guy, my opponent, he weighs in. He weighs in at 140. What? Yeah, he weighs in at 140 or something like that. And then um, I honestly don't remember exactly what the rules are on how, on how the IKF kind of gives weight allowances and as long as there's like a seven pound spread or something like that it's okay that's even still too big man yeah seven pounds is still it's too pretty much. it was pretty sketchy and then i'm young this is my like third fourth fifth fight or something like that i'm like uh okay i'll i'll fight i guess and then my coach was like yeah yeah we'll take it which is kind of like you know thinking back it's kind of messed up on his part being a coach like hey man like you don't you're not gonna look out for me like i'm the smaller guy you know yeah um and a more experienced coach a more uh let's just say a more experienced coach will probably pull out their fighter right especially yeah, know best yeah. for the safety because mm-hmm. this guy didn't cut weight at all and he's coming in at 42 <laughs> or something and i'm i have to drink water to get to 35 mm-hmm. um damn yeah it was it was stupid <laughs> anyway so <laughs> We take the fight, and plus, you know, you train, you do, you do the 
training camp yeah, and you show up and stuff like and that. Stuff. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't want to waste that, you know, that training camp. But um, so we take the fight and and we and uh, we're fighting. And this dude was like this wiry. He's probably a few inches taller than me, but he was like he was one of those guys where they were they were they were slim, but they were just strong. You don't know where the hell this strength is coming from. Like he was just yeah yeah you, you yeah. You get yeah. what I mean? That- that's like me. Yeah, that's exactly. Like me exactly. Yeah, that's like me. Yeah. Yeah, that was my one and only fight. Well, one and only amateur fight that I've actually gotten a black eye in. Right? Because mm. dude hit hard. Like, I, every time he hit me, I would see freaking sparks. You know? Oh, yeah. You get that, like, flashing yep. out. Mm-hmm. And I would, every time I hit him, nothing. So, <laughs> nothing at all. And I'll clinch, clinch, and he will just throw me. Boom. Clinch, throw me. Boom. So, I got ragdolled for, you know, three rounds straight. Um, and again, you know, weight classes do matter. Always, always, always yep. matter, dude. And then, yeah, that's that. Sometimes a lot of people don't understand that. It's like, dude, there's a reason why there's weight classes now mm-hmm. because of of like safety uh, measures. Because you know, that's that's people's life and career. You know, like they they live off of it, right? And if they're not going to be fighting the next the next week because of like a serious injury, well, where's their income now? Like you can't really just go off of like sponsorships forever. Exactly. You know, cause even sponsorships, you have to be active. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you say weight doesn't matter, it does matter, especially in the, uh, in the aspect of competition. Yep. Especially. Sure. And that's why a lot of, that's why a lot of guys kill themselves to make weight. The, yeah. The whole idea. There's a lot of like, Mm-hmm. The whole idea is is trying to be the bigger guy, right? If you walk mm-hmm. around, let's say, if you're walking around at 140 pounds, and then you cut all that water weight to get down to 125 or whatever it is, that's way too. That's much a weight. lot of weight. So their what their idea is is they're gonna blow up back to 140 on the day of the fight, and hopefully their opponent doesn't blow up back to. 140 or whatever may hopefully there may be 130 you know what I mean? yeah so that way they depending on like where they walk uh-huh. around at. exactly back to their walk around weight but the thing is everybody does it so essentially it's useless like everybody does mm-hmm. it so even when you blow back up you're both the same weight anyway so you might as well have just fought at your walk around weight yeah everybody will always do that we've seen that numerous numerous yeah. times we've seen We've seen the people that are literally skin and bones on the day oh, away. And... I've been there many times. Yeah, I've seen you like that, dude. Like, I see your cheekbones. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, yeah. this boy is hungry. <laughs> and it, like, if, this boy is thirsty. <laughs> if it was up to me, I'd fight at my walk around weight, which is, you know, 35, 37, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, people play the game. So if I were to fight at at my walk around weight at 135, then – more than people likely people would go down yeah from i'd probably higher exactly weight. the person i'd fight mm-hmm. would probably be like 150 or something crazy like that so yeah. i have to play the game to fight at 125 so that way i have you know the person i'm fighting Some... is somewhat the same size as me mm-hmm. but that's kind of you know sometimes you got to play the game oh yeah that's why like for me you know the hard part for me is because i already weigh so much less Mm-hmm. And if I go any lower, it's harder to find opponents, especially if I want to play the game too. Because right. my normal walk around weight—well, not right now. My walk around weight's a little different. <laughs> but my my walk around weight before was like one, at least one twenty 120 to one twenty two. Right. 
that would be at least my walk around weight from like when I was still kind of like training, you know, two, three times a week just to kind of be in shape right. back at the times. Um, and then I remember it was, wha- which one was it? I think it was for, um, it was for the TBAs last year, TBAs last year. Um, I was walking around 125 and, you know, to play the game in order for me to be the, the bigger dude, well, quote unquote, bigger dude, cause I'm, you know, uh, I would have to go down to like, what was that bracket? It was 107, 112. Mm, right. You know? And that's not too much weight to lose per se because my walk around weight was just 125. That's just me walking around still eating, you know, you know, normal portions right. and stuff like that. When I was dieting, though, I got down to like 116, 115. Mm-hmm. That was the lowest I could go by just dieting. And then, of course, the rest would be water weight, which is like, what, roughly three pounds, four pounds, which is not too bad. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not a whole lot. So that's would have been what I would have done. But the problem with me playing the game in this instance is I'm already too small. And it's hard to find people my age at that weight. Right. So I would have to go up higher. But if I go up higher in weight, then I I risk the factor of going up against somebody that's bigger than me. Exactly. Right? Even if I'm at my walk-around weight. So I'm like, oh, shit. Exactly. So, damn. It's tough for me. But for most people, it's not that hard. Yeah. It's, if you're fighting the lower weight, for example, you walk around 122, 25, something like that. And then, mm-hmm. let's say, I walk around at about 140. And I'll I'll drop down to one twenty five, and if we fight at the same weight class, I obviously have a big weight advantage because I'm gonna blow up. Yeah, even yeah, even if you like blew up or not, you just still have that just you know general mass on you regardless. Mm-hmm. Now it would just it wouldn't work on you because there's only so much you can gain back. Yep. Depending on the tournament, of course, because there's always those um, those weigh ins for finals. Like you gotta do like the finals weigh in, right? Right. Uh, check weight, and you usually get an allowance anyways, but at some point it doesn't even matter yeah yeah and a lot there's a mis there's a misconception of like um people with with uh bigger muscles or whatever aren't able to cut as much weight but actually they're gonna they're gonna be able to cut more weight than a person who's a little bit more not as lean because muscle is mostly water your body is mostly water anyway right 60 to 70 percent of water and if you have a lot of yeah if you have a lot of muscle what, what makes muscles have the volume is water so a lot of these big buff guys they're walking around maybe 160 150 or whatever it may be and they'll drop they'll drop like 20 30 pounds and that's just all excess and that's water. Just all water and then the next day like for example um you will take the ufc as an example mm-hmm. um paulo costa right middleweight brazilian dudes heck of jacked right he weighs in at 185, but I guarantee you he walks around at like 210. So he's dropping all that water, squeezing squeezing all that water out of his muscles to just to get to that 185-pound limit, and then he'll blow back up to like 210 or something like that. So the buffer guys, the more muscular guys, actually have it easier when it comes to a weight cut. The slender guys, the, sl- the more slimmer guys like like myself or you, we have a lot, a lot more trouble cutting weight because we don't really oh, have yeah. water it's tough. to pull from we're, mm-hmm. we're just literally skin and bones right that's how we are <laughs> so it's hard <laughs> so there's are. no water to pull from unless you start to pull water from your organs and obviously that's dangerous right so that's very dangerous yeah that's where people can literally die yep yep yes a safe a safe number is about 10 percent. you want to lose about of like water yeah 
whatever your weight is, 10% of that is how much you want to lose in water. Anything more than that, you're pushing, you're pushing, you know, safety. Yeah, you're pushing a lot of boundaries because, you, you know, we've heard time and again of like some horror stories of people literally dying from, you know, just cutting water mm-hmm. because they're dehydrating themselves or even starving themselves. Yep. Like, um, I remember watching um, like this, like, it was like a weird, it was like a compilation of like UFC weigh-ins or whatever on YouTube one time. And then, you know, you got the crazy ones where there's fights, you know, during the weigh-ins and the face-off pictures. Right. Um, you know, you got like the funny parts where, you know, you got them dancing around or passing food to each other, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then there's literally this one where uh, this one clip of, I, I'm i not too familiar with UFC names, guys. So Jamie got that. I, I don't really keep up like him. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, so this guy literally had to be carried onto the scale. Damn. And he looks like he's like a, just a dead man walking. Well, not walking, but he's just be, being a dead man carried around. Mm-hmm. Like he had a hard time staying on the scale. And I'm like, holy shit, this dude could die. Oh, definitely. Like, then and there. Because he just looks so out of it. Yeah. Like he had no strength whatsoever. So, and, you know, that's what I was saying. Is like, you know, this is people's livelihood. And, you know, he probably makes a living off of this. But, you know, people go a little too extreme that, you know, they'll do it literally whatever they can mm-hmm. to make weight. Yeah, and so I'm like, Jesus, Lord, have mercy. This boy is, <laughs> his eyes rolling back. Homeboy cannot stay on the scale. He can't stand on his own. He's literally like being fireman carried. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> on and off the damn scale. So I was like, Shit. yeah. And then, and then there was that, um, there was that one story too of like that one Thai fighter. The four, he was a foreigner in in, in Thailand. I think he he passed because of um, dehydration. I think mm. he cut a little too much water. I, I can't remember if that was true or not, but I remember hearing something about that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, your brain, your brain is needs is made up a lot of water as well. So if you're mm-hmm. a lot of fluid, there's a fluid is a cerebral spinal fluid that surrounds the brain and helps cushion it. So if you're super dehydrating yourself, you're actually draining some of that fluid as well. So then when you get hit, you're, that's why you see a lot of people who have bad weight cuts. They get touched and they'll go out. Because their brain doesn't yeah, they, doesn't have that cushion, mm-hmm. you know, and their brain just rattles around in the skull. Exactly, so mm-hmm. and I've had uh, <laughs> I have a pretty funny um, weight cut story. So, so again, I fight at a, I fight at or I fought at one twenty five. Um, currently, I, I would I would cut or before I would cut from maybe one thirty five. 138 at the most, right? So not too not too yeah, bad. Yeah, usually what. Yeah, you'd usually be around that weight regardless. Yeah, exactly. I'd walk around yeah. 135, 138. So 10, 10 to 12, 10 to 13 pounds that I'll cut, um, you know, just through regular training. And then the last maybe eight pounds or so of, uh, you know, it's going to be water. So not, not too bad. Like that, um, yeah. This one particular time, I was actually going to school, going to Fresno State. So I wasn't really worried about training or anything like that, you know. And our coach like, hey, do you want to? competing this tournament I said sure why not and at the time I was actually I wasn't doing anything so I was just lifting I was lifting a lot so I was I I got up to maybe one I was like 142 or so 142 mm-hmm. so a lot bigger than I usually am so I'm I start my regular weight cut process um yeah. you know which is <coughs> drinking a lot of water the week before cutting your carbs cutting your sodium 
water loading, and then just running with with a sauna suit on. And I got down. I got down to um, fight was at 125. I got down to maybe 128, 128, mm-hmm. and nothing nothing would come out. I was dehydrated. My face was sunken in. You know, I was I was um. <laughs> I actually started to like suck on lemon lemon peels to try to get some spit. So I'm just, like trying to spit. Yeah. So then the fight was in the tournament was in Arizona. So I'm driving from from uh Fresno back up to Stockton and then the next day we're going to get on the plane to go to Arizona. So Was this the first time? Was this like back in like 20 what 16 or something like that? Something think, like yeah, six sixteen, I think twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think that's the first time when we all went down there. Yeah, yep. Or like when the whole team like went down for like a competition. Yep. Like that. Yeah, I think that was that. And my brother, he was actually competing as well. Um, he was competing at one nineteen, and he was when he started his fight camp at like one fifty. Yeah, he started his fight camp like way late. I think. Yeah, too, exactly. So he something was, like that. I was like, he was oh, killing shit. himself. So we, both of us were dying. Right, we were like two, three pounds above the weight limit so you know we're spitting we're trying to get in the um the hot tub um we're boiling water dumping it in the bath trying to you know lose mm-hmm. weight but the, the weight wasn't coming out so so we're like shit what do we want to go what we're we gonna do we gotta go to arizona you know so i was like oh man this you're not gonna like this idea but <laughs> <laughs> how about a laxative he's like oh shit oh shit. so i was like all right we'll do a laxative but the here's the caveat laxative the most effective laxative is because we had to go get on the plane the next day so we didn't want to take a regular laxative to where it might was it like the t1 no so so listen so regular laxative takes about 24 to 48 hours to kick in right yeah but a suppository takes <laughs> six hours or so to kick in right <laughs> for those of you who don't know what a suppository is that's oh. where you put it in your rectum, right? That's you what you put a pill up your you butt. You put a pill you up put your it butt. In simple terms. Exactly. You put a you pill put, up your butt. You put a pill up. <laughs> That's why they use this a lot for like big kids and stuff because they don't know how to swallow the pills or whatever, and it's, it, it it works a lot faster, <laughs> right? So we go, we buy these suppositories. We we you know we do the deed. Oh my god. We do the deed, right? Not not for each other. We did it to ourselves. Okay, I'm about to say, like, who the hell helped you? <laughs> no, we did it ourselves, right? Bro, I'm telling you, nothing came out. Nothing Damn. came out. We had the, like, you know, the urge, the rumblings in our stomachs, but nothing came out. Yeah. I don't know, you know, maybe, I think partly because of my diet, I wasn't as disciplined because I was, you know, over at Fresno State doing my own thing. I was eating a, oh, yeah. a lot of, like, um, high-sodium foods and stuff like that, so I wasn't. You know, doing my. I kind of already sucked the water out too much already. I exactly. Think. So then, um, mm-hmm. so I'm like, shit. You know, well, you know, I don't know what else to do. So then, so then, um, we're like, well, we'll just we'll just head over, we'll just head over there. So again, we're about two two to three pounds overweight. So we go to get on the plane, go to Arizona, and we're again we're not drinking no water. I'm on the plane, and you know, on the plane they're like, oh, would you like something to drink? drink yeah oh my god so i'm like no i'll take a cup of ice though so we got ice my brother and i got ice and we're over here like putting it on our lips because our lips are hella cracked and hella dry hella dry yeah just to keep it moist yeah so we're putting the ice on our lips trying not to swallow the water 
Like, <laughs> it was horrible. And then, um, so we, we weigh in, and I, I actually, I make weight. I, I make weight, 125. I don't know how I, just lost, I magically lost two to three pounds. But I make weight. I do my physical. The doctor was like, oh, we're going to have to wait a little bit because your heart rate is way too high and your blood pressure is way too low. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the weight cut. That's what you did to your exactly. body. Exactly, so, the weight cut. Yeah. So I had to re I had to redo my physical, and at that time, John he weighs in, he's one twenty. He had to be at one nineteen. So I literally have my shaker bottle. I have my carbs, and my um, electrolytes in the bottle. I'm shaking it up. I I go to put the water to my lips, and I hear, oh shit, John didn't make it. We got to get him in the sauna. So I said, fuck. So I, so I close my bottle. I close my bottle, put it down, and we we head to the we head to the sauna. Um, and he has a he's dying in the sauna. He he has a he puts a what is that called aquaphor on his skin, which is like um oh ain't it that like that um it's like a petroleum petroleum jelly or whatever. Yeah 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 yeah. We use um uh, was it albaline? Right? Yeah albaline yeah albaline. Something like albaline. Yeah, yeah albaline. There you go. It basically stop. It makes you sweat. So he puts that on. He gets in the sauna and he shot a boxing. I'm thirsty as hell, but you know I don't want to sit there and drink water while my brother's in the in the sauna making weight. Mm-hmm. So he's in there dying, and finally gets out. He makes weight, um, drinks water. We all, you know, we rehydrate or whatever. But since he lost so much weight, we actually go out to eat. He lost so much weight, his stomach couldn't hold the food. So he he was throwing up. The, he threw up. Yeah, he was yeah, throwing up the night before. Yeah, he was super sick. He was that whole super weekend. sick, man. It was. I felt bad because he 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 started his camp at one fifty, lost all that fat, started weighed around like one thirty, and then lost all that water weight to get down to like one nineteen, just to feel sick. And then obviously he didn't have a real a real good performance. Um, yeah, because his his body's just too fatigued at that point. Exactly, and I, I way too fatigued. I ended up losing that tournament as well. I made it to the finals, but I lost in the finals. I just, I didn't have the energy. At that point, I yeah. didn't have the energy. I couldn't catch my rhythm. I couldn't catch the timing. And, you know, I just was never in the fight. I was always a step behind. Um, so flash flash forward to, oh, man, let me see. Maybe a, a year or two later, I actually end up fighting the guy who John fought in the finals of her tournament. Oh, I forget what what tournament it was. That was TBAs. Was it TBAs? It was TBAs. I remember because you're like, hey, that's who John fought back in yeah. Arizona. Yeah, that was who. Yeah, so it was at TBAs. I remember that one because that was the first time I did my first tournament. Mm-hmm. I was that was three that was three years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was yep. three years ago. Um, I think I I don't remember. I think I remember the dude's name, but I'm not gonna say it. But yeah, I have a thing. I may remember who it was, but yeah, it was at that tournament. I remember because we went there. And uh, coach was like, "Oh, hey, that's um, that's who John fought against back in Arizona." Yep. And so you better, you better, you better fucking get some uh, vengeance for your <laughs> brother, man. You better place a vendetta on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He was at he was at the TBAs. Yeah. And then you had you, he was in the same bracket as you. Yep, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he actually moved up a weight class. Little homeboy was faster mm-hmm. than I expected. I was trying to I was trying to get him out of there, trying to knock him out, but. Obviously that didn't that didn't work out. Um, won the decision, and afterwards he he even told me he's like he was like yeah that's what's up man you gotta you got revenge for your brother. 
Yeah, so he, I remember he that. remembered yeah. as well. So, <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Yeah, man, that's that's good, man. You got revenge for your brother." But didn't didn't that guy did he win in Arizona or was it somebody else? Um, I think he, mm, I think he won. I think he might have. Okay, he might have. I'm not too sure, but at least you know, like everybody said, you got vengeance for your brother, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best thing, right? <laughs> That was hella funny. Yeah, I remember that tournament. I remember I remember that one. Yeah, because that was when... Oh, okay. So funny story about, you know, um, uh, brain damage and stuff like that. And it, it's it's a real thing. You, This happened that same tournament. This was three years ago. It was at TBAs. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the bye, and I went up against um, some scrappy dude from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I should have won, but here's the thing. Mentally, in, in a fight, you have to be mentally you know, prepared. And at that time I kind of wasn't cause I, I didn't fight as often. So it didn't really click to me about certain things. So I literally could have won that fight because it was a super close decision. Super mm-hmm. close. Yeah, I remember. That was the closest fight. Yeah. That was the closest fight. The most f- best fight I've had by far. And that was only like what my third fight or something like that, mm-hmm. but by far the best fight I've done. So I remember I, if I remember correctly, it was um, the second round. I know first round I got, because I, I remember watching back in the videos. First round was me. Second round was definitely him. And then third round easily could have went other way, of course, depending on the coaches. But during the second round, I remember I was getting just bombarded just with punches. I was up against the ropes. I didn't know what the, what the fuck to do. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, ah, my hands are all out. Like, stop, stop. <laughs> and then... After the fight, you know how you know there's that you know post checkup with the with the doc, mm-hmm. and um, so here's the thing. On paper, I'm from Stockton. Okay, Th- this is this is a little disclaimer. No, I need people to know who listen to this. Disclaimer: I, on paper, I'm from Stockton. Originally, I'm from like the Monterey Seaside area, right. which is you know down down on the coast. Mm-hmm. So you know, I got down. I'm like, oh yeah, cool, cool. I didn't realize I was in like a crazy daze at this point. So when the doc asked me, I said, oh, how you doing? I was like, yeah, I feel good. You know, I'm just hella dumb at this point. Yeah, I feel fine. I'm like, any headaches or anything? Well, I was like, uh, you know, my head kind of hurts a little bit. That's all. I mean, just figure it, get punched in the head. And he goes, okay, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Just make sure you're okay. He's like, so I think it was like the first question he asked. He's like, oh, okay, where are you from? He's like, oh, yeah, where are you from? I was like, from Monterey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I literally look at him and he goes, Oh wow! You know, like his eyes are like, oh shit! Like, like, like he looked worried. Yeah. And then he wrote something down, and then he asked me a couple questions. And I got those right, some I think, and then it wasn't because I remember after my fight, or I think somebody after me, we had to go to the airport right away because of our flight, and it wasn't until I got to the airport that I realized I said the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I was like, wait. Didn't the doctor ask me where I was from? I was like, what the fuck did I say? I said, oh, yeah, I said Monterey. I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> technically, technically I am. Yeah, right. right. On paper, I'm, I'm from Stockton. Right. So he probably, he, <laughs> he probably marked you down as having a concussion. Yeah, which I might have had a minor one because I took some pretty good close to the head. Right. But I was like, what the fuck was wrong with me? <laughs> so then at that point, I was like, yeah, I better keep my hands up more now. Right, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. I was like, whoa, I can't believe that actually happened. I remember uh, one of my fights, my third amateur fight, no, second, 
second or third, I don't remember. Um, I got caught with an uppercut. I was on the ropes, and mm-hmm. being dumb, I tried to lean. I tried to like duck. I was trying to oh. duck or lean or something. I forget. I don't remember. And then I get caught with an uppercut. As I'm leaning down, boom! Ooh. I get caught with an uppercut. So again, you know, immediately I see all see a, a white flash, right? Mm-hmm. And everything is in slow mo now. I'm like, I'm trying to punch and kick, but I, I, you know how when you have those dreams, where your punches and your kicks are like super slow, they used to look like ass. And you're like, what yeah, the that's fuck what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then somehow I get out from one of the ropes, and we're in the in the middle of the ring now. I'm looking across the ring, and there's freaking three of them. My vision got like messed up from the uppercut. I yeah. see three of them, so I'm like, oh Ooh. shit, you know. So luckily, he comes charging in. And I just I grab him, and I just hold on until the ref separates us. And then by that point, you know, I got my my vision back, and actually ended up mm-hmm. I ended up winning that fight. But but yeah, I've been there, man. Getting hit in the head. I've had my share of concussions. Yeah, I remember um, my first, very first fight. Um, I got knocked in the head during training pretty hard mm. and i think i remember you telling me that I, I, remember, I think i remember telling you this with specifics and this was when um this is my very first fight so there's the the, the first generation coaches let's just put it that way so you, sh- you right. probably know yeah. who 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 is in that in that group and so i was sparring with one of the coaches and he caught me with a just a crazy cross and it knocked me on my ass mm. during during training and it was literally wednesday Wednesday, the week of the fight, and the fight was on Saturday. Mm, damn. And so I remember the day of the fight, I felt kind of weird, like my head felt fuzzy. Right. I mean, during like the, the past few days after Wednesday, I felt my head felt kind of fuzzy. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I said, okay, whatever. I, it's just probably me just being tired because I was literally the second to last fight mm-hmm. out of like 23 fights. I was to fight 22. I'm like, bro, this took too long. I was there for hours. Like, my opponent, I remember, and got a chance to take a nap. <laughs> That's how long it was. It was that long. Yeah. That was when, like, you know, uh, when the smoker days were still kind of, like, slightly unorganized and trying to make it too extra. Right, right. And um, so I remember I, I got in there and I fought, and it was the second round. It's always the second round for some reason. Um, the second round, I got caught with a good like left overhand because mm-hmm. he was southpaw mm-hmm. and I'm southpaw, so it's kind of weird. That's my first time actually going up against a southpaw, and so he caught me with a good left overhand. And good lord, have mercy, he caught me in the <laughs> ear, and yeah. I just remember my head just ringing and everything was spinning, and I can't find the video anymore. But you could see me like grab my head and stumbling. I'm like, oh my god, what the hell is going on? Eyes were all blinking, like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So it turns out um, they thought I had a concussion, and I was literally being hauled off into the fucking uh, ambulance by, by the fucking mm. EMTs, yep. right? I was being hauled off. Like, they were, like, carrying me by their shoulders. And, you know, I got in the, um, I got in the fucking whatever. So, actually, this, this whole story is actually pretty funny because I love telling this. So... Uh, I was in the back of the ambulance and they went to go take my blood pressure and they stuck an IV in me mm-hmm. and my head is still kind of fuzzy and dazed at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm squeamish about blood. I don't know how 
even though I'm a coach for this type of sport, I'm very squeamish about blood with certain things, right. especially with you, man. I, you know, it was your second pro fight, and we can get to that later. <laughs> I, it grossed me out now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I remember seeing the the IV, the tube, uh, and they took the my blood pressure on the arm with the IV in it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is are you supposed to do this? I don't know what's going on. So I remember that long ass tube from the IV to me, I want to say at least like a third of it, my blood was rushing into the IV the other way. Mm. And I'm out here freaking out because I'm seeing my blood just like get out of my body. And I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, oh my God. And then they said, oh, don't worry. Um, once I take off the, um, the blood pressure thing, it, your blood will come back. And I'm like, you guys are not making this any better. Dude. Like, I'm, lit- I'm about to pass out because I'm seeing my own blood right now. Like it's not, it, no. And then I got to the hospital and I was there for like five, six hours. I didn't leave until like 2, 3 a.m. the next night or that, mm-hmm. that night. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I wasn't brought extra clothes. I was literally in the fucking hallway of, of one of the uh, – of somewhere. I was just in the hallway and I'm just in my Muay Thai shorts. No shoes, no shirt, no nothing. I'm half naked Dude. in Muay Thai shorts in a fucking random ass hallway just waiting. That's crazy. And they just gave me a blanket just to be warm. I was like, yeah, can I get a second one too, please? Because I'm cold as fuck. I'm half naked. And so I got an MRI just to kind of make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, nothing crazy was going on. So I waited for the doc. And here's the thing. The doctor at the hospital said, oh, you got a ruptured eardrum. Mm. I was like, okay, fuck. That kind of explains why I'm kind of like my equilibrium's off. Right. So then I got, I got, I got out. And then I went to go set up an appointment with my actual uh, physician. And she said you don't have a ruptured eardrum you just got a little tear in the ear canal and she said well it's probably because like and she asked me I was like well were you kind of sick at that point i was like um you know my head did feel a little fuzzy he's like okay maybe you had like some congestion that was about to happen so i already had like pressure gotcha. built up in like you know the certain places mm-hmm. and so when i got caught in the ear that just kind of you know messed with the the air pressure with like the suction and whatnot and boom Right. So I just had a, I just had a slight, I just had a tear in my ear canal. So for like a, I think it was like a month. I was like my, my equilibrium was off. Like it felt weird. Like there would be times too where like the, like just my vision would like spin. Right. Not like vigorously, but it would like just spin. Yeah. You know, like I'm on a spinny ride. That's like, yeah. you know, like I'm on a, I'm on a kitty ride that spins. It's like that, but like almost twenty four seven. I'm like, oh my god, this is weird. <laughs> It was it was rough. Yeah, yeah, I've had that happen to me a few times where my vision is all messed up. But um, you mentioned the 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 pro fight. Um, just just to talk about that a little bit, I actually suffered a broken nose and a um, hairline fracture on my orbital bone on the right side on my right orbital bone. Um, mm-hmm. so what Jesse was talking about about being squeamish was <laughs> my nose. <laughs> My nose was like an S. It was like crooked. And then not only that, it just would not stop bleeding. And I had to take care of it. Yeah. I had to take care of him and a little Jesse bit was, too because of He it. was in the corner. He was in the corner. So he was the one. He was like squeamish, like not wanting to grab my nose. He had the towel and he was trying to grab my nose with the towel and stuff. And he was, I could see on his face, he was like, ugh. It was hella gross. This is, it was funny, man. The show was funny. And then I remember when, when you got knocked down for the count or when, when it stopped, when your nose got broken, mm-hmm. um, coach was like, hey, get in there, get in there. Like, just try and go see what's going on. I was like, 
and I think, I mean, you were okay, yeah, like okay enough that you know you weren't like I wasn't in, out in need of yeah. like in, you weren't out, you know, but I you could breathe. And then coach was like, hey, you got to take his mouthpiece out. Take his mouthpiece out because you were just, you know, dazed at that point. It was right after the fight. Yeah. So here's another part where I got squeamish was. So keep in mind, his nose was already broken. So he's leaking blood already. And this was before I I was uh, taking care of him, like just wiping up the blood. So prior to that, I had to take your mouthpiece out. <laughs> yeah. And, and keep in mind. So Jamie recommended a mouthpiece for me to use, and it was the the Sisu ones. The, I love those yeah, ones; they're, yeah. they're amazing, really good. The problem with those though is they really stick. They stick, yep. They stick like hard on your teeth. So like once you get that thing molded, it sticks. So it's really easy to like keep in there. You don't have to really worry about it falling out. So if Sisu hears this, man, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sponsorship, dude. That's right. I love your mouthpieces. <laughs> so um, because of that mouthpiece being super stuck right? I had to dig in your mouth, <laughs> bloody ass mouth, snot, saliva and everything and blood too, trying to fish at your mouthpiece, trying to like unhook that motherfucker from your teeth. Oh, shit. I'm here. I'm here like, <laughs> trying to get it out. I eventually got it out and I didn't have a glove at this time. I forgot to get a glove because everything was just so kind of rushed. And I just remember seeing my hand covered in all your your nonsense <laughs> i was like this is disgusting Damn. so then i so then i put it down i put it down in the bucket and then i washed my hand um and then that's when you came back i think if i remember that's when you came back to the corner to kind of get everything off so that you could go send a ring yeah my god it was it was nasty <laughs> hey well hey man i appreciate you i appreciate you <laughs> let me say that <laughs> yeah because that was that was that was gnarly like i've seen something but being there firsthand and like doing certain things is, is is a different story, especially with me being squeamish about that stuff too. Yes, mm. still <laughs> <laughs> remember to this day because it's just it's it's just hella fun. Oh man, I can only oh imagine. Oh my god, I I, I remember Dude. bits and pieces of that because obviously my my brain was yeah. You were you weren't <laughs> you weren't all there. Yeah, yeah, I was all there because I had to take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> but man, yeah, dude. So. Yeah, for those of you who train at a gym and who's been in the fight scene and everything, I would say cherish the stories that you guys, you know, been yep. through. It's it's actually pretty funny stories to tell. And it's like, you know, stuff that you could tell to just reminisce between your teammates uh, in the future or even stuff like that. Most definitely. Like, you know, me, yeah, me and Jamie go way back, dude. Like, even when I was just starting out just as a student, I still remember, I think, because I started back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And I remember you you were there. I remember I took a break for at least a year. And then when I came back, you were there. Okay. And then that's when I started, get, you know, knowing about you. And then, you know, the, the regular, you know, the old the old school fight team. Like the, I think that's like the, what, second generation fight team, yeah. if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. And that's when I started to get to know you and John a little bit more, so on and so on. And then here we are now. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, man, we, me and Jamie go way back, and it's it's insane. Like I still tell him to this day, like the old the old head kick story, <laughs> <laughs> the old head kick story. Never gonna. So I remember we, I'm never gonna live that nope. down. Because <laughs> it's just funny. Like there's no harm, no foul. Because of course it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but um, so I think this was um, when I was just getting into fight team. Like I was, my skills were getting better at this time. So Jamie always tells me like, yeah, man, every time I spar with you, you know, I gotta, I gotta be on edge. Yeah. 
right? For sure. And I'm like, dude, how do you think I feel when I spar you? <laughs> I'm going to be way more on edge. So there was this one time where we were sparring, and I think it was just a regular night of sparring. I don't think we, anybody was getting ready for a fight or anything. No. And I just remember we were sparring. You know, we started off light like usual. And to, for those of you who know, when you have a partner that you know you can hang with, you guys will go just a little bit, right. a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? So me and Jamie know how to control ourselves well, enough <laughs> <laughs> to kind of, you know, spar with each other so that we still have fun but also get our work in. Right. So I remember there was this one time um, where we were sparring and it was going good. And I don't know, it, it was just the timing or something. But like Jamie got me with like the like just the most insane well timed head kick. Like I remember seeing this in slow mo was like his foot coming up and all I see is black from the instep pad just coming <laughs> up and just smacks me across the face. I twirled, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I either twirled or I thought I did because it, it wasn't that hard. It was just a clean hit. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened there? And then I remembered I was sparring. I was like, oh, shit, hands up. <laughs> and then we went back to sparring. I can't get over that because that was just like the cleanest thing ever. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, you remember that time you, you, you did that hit kick when I was like first starting out on fight team? I know. I <laughs> never always tries to guilt trip me every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hella funny because always, we always get on each other about you know certain things and stuff like that. So it's hella funny. Yeah. Oh, good, good times. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times, right? <laughs> Good times. Good times. That was when things were a little bit more uh, easier to deal with. Right, a little bit more relaxed. <clears throat> um, man, let's see. What else? What else? We don't have how much time we got. We got a couple more minutes. Yeah, a few minutes. Um, uh, listen, I want to tell a story about um, one of my other other major injuries. Oh, oh, fortunately enough, I only had a few major, well, yeah, a few major injuries during my my career. Um, one of them coming from from MMA actually. So I've I've had two MMA fights, amateur fights. My second one I had had really I didn't even know about yeah, this. Yeah, man, what the hell? two MMA fights. You can you look it up. You'll you'll see me get beat up on on YouTube. I'm I'm a, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can find it real quick. <laughs> so the second <laughs> fight I've had I had again I had no business being in there. So so what happened was, um, I had just, oh, I, had just I found it. <laughs> I had just cut ties. I had just cut ties with my previous Muay Thai gym. So at this time, it was kind of like the early mm, uh, 2010, something in that area, 10 to 13, something in that area, where mm-hmm. Muay Thai scene wasn't wasn't really there anymore and i had just cut ties with my last gym so i didn't know where to go so i was like oh you know what let me get into mma so i started training mma a few months had one fight lost that fight via submission because i didn't you know i don't know anything about wrestling or jiu-jitsu or anything like that started training at a real actual mma gym for a few months got another fight again too soon you know i just wanted to fight because that was how that was my idea back then i just needed to fight yeah. Um. But I I I fought a um a fighter from AKA, which is a obviously a um awesome gym. If people don't know, AKA is in San Jose, based in San Jose. That's where Daniel Cormier, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, um, 
Josh Thompson, uh, what's his name? Former middleweight champion, I forget his name. But a lot of champions came out. Yeah, of, came from there. I've, heard, from I've there. heard about a, so the, bunch, a bunch of those. Yeah, so legit, legit gym. So anyway, fight happens. I open up, you know, with some punches. Immediately, the guy gets underneath, takes me down, uh, starts grinding and pounding, and I don't know what is going on. I don't know how to defend. I don't know how to get up. I don't know. I'm just holding on for dear life, right? And I remember, I remember looking up. I remember looking up, and behind him, there's there's a chandelier or whatever on the ceiling, you know, up on the ceiling. So I'm looking up because I'm on my back at this point. So I'm looking up and I mm-hmm. see that thing spinning. Oh. It's literally spinning, right? So I just hold on until the round ends, right? I just take a beating for three minutes or however, however many rounds that is. Get back to my corner. They're like, uh, you got to sprawl, you know, don't, don't, whatever. I don't know what the hell they said. I was dizzy. <laughs> so I remember thinking like, crap, I got to knock this guy out. Otherwise... Otherwise, it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, head kick, you know, because obviously I have a Muay Thai background. So I'm like, I'm going to kick him in the head. Fight's going to be over. Right. So <laughs> I throw a head kick. Boom. Missed him by like four feet because my, my equilibrium is all off. So I'm, I'm yeah. So you're, yeah. Yeah. Your depth perception's off. Depth, too, exactly. Point. So mm-hmm. I, I follow up with a spinning hook kick just because my momentum is gone, right? <laughs> But I'm like falling all over the ring, and then again he he shoots in, gets me on the ground, and he's just hammering me on the ground, right? So then I feel he's mm-hmm. at one point he gets like an, an a full mount towards the towards the end of the round, full mount, and he's and he's um working for an arm bar. I can feel him trying to pull my 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 arm. I'm like in my head, you know, I'm getting hit. So every time I get hit, I see flashes of light. So I'm like, shit, man, I don't want to be here. Should I just give him this arm so I can tap out? Right, you might as yeah, might as well just. I was like, might as well, right? At that point, but then yeah. I was like, no, screw that! I can't, I can't go out like that. So I grab my arm, <laughs> I'm holding tight, and I'm just struggling. I'm trying to, I'm literally trying to punch up from the bottom. Boom, round, round ends, and then I kind of catch my my bearings a little bit, and we have some good exchanges. I hit him with some good punches on the way in. I caught him with a knee a few mm-hmm. times, and you know, briefly mm-hmm. when we clinch, gets him back on the ground. Boom, on my back again. He's beating me up again. Boom, boom, boom. And then I, I hear he's in full mount. I hear the um the uh the ten second round timer go off, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm from the bottom, I'm throwing punches from the bottom. And I'm trying to like get up on the bottom and then he's and he as is um he spins out and and gets me in an arm bar, but the bell goes off of the third round. Uh-huh. So I, I survive. <laughs> So I lose the fight via decision, obviously. But the, yeah. the funny thing is, right, I had no marks on me, but all, my brain was, was jacked. I had a concussion. He had a black eye. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that black eye uh, came from, but I hit him some somewhere. You, you, you did it somehow. That's all that matters. <laughs> so I'm in the back laying down, and I'm looking up, and everything is spinning, just mm-hmm. super spinning. And then I actually end up with a – Obviously, I had a concussion, but it lasted two weeks. Oh, that's way too long. Two weeks. It's, if I moved too fast, the room would spin. If I got up too fast, mm-hmm. the room would spin. If I lay down too fast, the room would spin. If I walked too fast, the room would spin. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was 
it was probably the worst injury. Well, I actually dislocated my vertebrae as well, but that's a different story. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, no, yeah, I remember. I think you told me about it. You actually showed me one time. I think it was, like, on your back. You tell like, hey, man, do you see this little fucking knock right here that's out of place? Yep. It's like, yeah, what the hell is that? It's like, bro, that's that's my spine. Yep. It's like, why is one, like, way off for the other? Yeah, it's not supposed to be like that, but we'll save that one for uh for next time. For next time, yep. But, dude, yeah, man, I can't. I didn't realize that you had an MMA fight, and, you know, I think that that might have been that was called something what, what happened to you with like your brain and everything because i heard some uh, a similar story i just told, don't remember what if if there was like a specific name to it it's called oh man well the, the you get a concussion and when you it's called vertigo that's what it is the symptom mm-hmm. is vertigo so vertigo basically means you get dizzy anytime you stand up when you you know when you when you elevate your head above you start to get dizzy. That's what the, the vertigo is called. And that lasts mm-hmm. for like two weeks or so. Okay, yeah. All right, well, I think we'll, we'll end it on that. Um, hopefully next time we'll come up with a name. We'll have, we'll have a few other people on here. To yeah, share. we'll have some special guests. Yeah. We, have one, we have one person that's supposed to be a regular on here, but... His schedule might be a little tight. My schedule might be a little t- bit tight too in a couple weeks, but we'll we'll figure that yeah, stuff out we'll, for sure. We'll but figure it out. We'll we'll have special guests from like you know uh, people we know, people we've worked with, uh, so on and so forth. So, yeah. All right. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed our our, our little crazy stories, and uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll have more crazy stories for you. Don't worry. Yep. All right. All right, y'all. Later. We'll catch you later. Thank you. Yep.